Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Welcome to The Athletic MBA Show, Monday through on The Athletic Podcast Network. Bruh. New York strip steak. Ooh. This is the basketball buds. Braised beef short ribs. With Zach Harper and your favorite athletic writer. Get mad at me, bro. I'm gone. Welcome to the Basket Buds edition of the Athletic NBA Show. I'm Dave DeFore filling in for Zach Harper. I think right here is where I'm supposed to yell heat culture for the first time. Before we jump in, I want to tell you guys about the New York Times Audio. New York Times Audio, guys, is a new iOS app for the for New York Times news subscribers. It's got our show plus all the other podcasts from The Athletic, exclusive shows, narrated articles, and more. Go and check that out, the New York Times audio. Download it now at newyorktimes.com slash audio app. Guys, now we'll back to the show. Heat culture, they're up 3-0 on the favored Boston Celtics. Jay, you're our man inside the Celtics. Is it just that Miami's making shots? Are these culture no. wins? No, 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 no. It is not <laughs> the just Miami's quit? making shots. What the it hell are we absolutely watching? Absolutely not just that Miami's making shots. Although Miami has made an incredible amount of shots, including They're all open. A, They're all open. a number <laughs> by guys the Celtics want to leave open. But yeah, it's they're beating the Celtics in transition. They're Duncan Robinson has beat them so many times, either off back cuts or he just blew by Grant Williams in game three. Jimmy Butler is making the right decision every time, either punishing them when they single cover him or as soon as they send a help or a double, finding the open man. And for some reason, they're leaving guys one pass away a lot. Like, it's just they're deep. It's every time. It's not a lot. It's every time. Mo did a one-mo thing about it last week. They did it in the opening quarter of game three. Like, there's no way they don't – this is the game plan. It's just to leave these guys open, it feels like, and try to guys, dig. Guys, and guys. It's just, it makes no sense. Guys, you're podcasting above your means right now. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Miami playing over what their is, what? What does Jalen Brown mean? That was one of the <laughs> most backhanded compliments ever, bro. Getting like, cooked. the audacity. The audacity to say that Miami Heat are playing above their means. These guys have chips on their shoulder. This dude has been underperforming this series. <laughs> Mo, go ahead. Let him have it. Please. No, no. You can't say that. 
You if yeah. you're if you're Jalen Brown, you simply can't make that comment when you're getting your ass kicked over and over and over again, and your entire team in that sense. Matter of fact, there was a clip in Game Three that I put out there where it just showed the whole series. Jalen Brown tries to drive against two guys, and yeah, he probably got fouled. Whatever, uh, he falls to the ground, and instead of trying to get up right away, is sitting there and bitching to the refs, and then. What happens? Miami runs down the other court and they get a wide open Max Drews three because Caleb Martin hustles, saves the ball from going out of bounds on a ridiculous outlet pass, throws it to Jimmy Butler. Butler kicks it out to Strews and it's a clean three. And Brown's just sitting there complaining about the foul call. I've never seen an official go mid play. No, no, you're right. Yeah, Stop. you're right. Let's go back. It was a foul you know, 30 seconds ago. Like, I'm sorry. Like this is, you don't get to say they're playing above their means when you're playing well below your capabilities and your effort level is completely trash. And Miami has been so physical and they have just had, it's been nose to the grindstone for them. I can't think of an instance where I've seen them complain to the referees. I mean, I'm saying it doesn't stand out, right? It doesn't stand out in my head. Whereas Boston, it was, it felt like every possession, someone was bitching at the ref in this game. And, and it was just clearly in their head. Miami's getting four on five breaks, three on five breaks, because you sometimes had a guy falling down. I mean, you know, Trey, they, they let go of the rope. The Celtics did. But but my, this is about what the Miami Heat did to them. Jimmy Butler in game three had like 16 points. It wasn't even a Jimmy Butler game. And they just absolutely waxed them. I think it is a Jimmy Butler game, though, because that's the thing. When you come into that, thank you for that lob, too, by the way. Um, it is a Jimmy Butler game because we not – Jimmy Butler is not the score. Like, everyone makes it to seem like, oh, this is Jimmy, playoff Jimmy, et cetera. No, he's going to make the right play in order for to get the win, whether he shoots bad, whether he has two points, whether he has 10 points, whether he has 33 points. It doesn't matter. All he cares about is the win. And – these guys have in, constantly said it. He is allowing, well, Kyle Lowry made a good point that Jimmy Butler gives these guys confidence. These undrafted guys, which I'm tired of hearing, please, this is our last time saying undrafted on this podcast. But those guys are stepping up. They have the confidence to make these shots. Duncan Robinson buried, buried the first two series, buried. Comes out, confidence. Now the now the basket looks like a hula hoop. He's just chucking threes. They're going in. Gabe Vincent, aka Gabe Iverson, is chucking threes, <laughs> knocking it down. I've I've like again, I'm embarrassed almost to the point because I, I don't usually be. I mean, I think that's a lie. I can't say I'm not strongly wrong with the takes of like choosing a series, but I was completely wrong about the Miami Heat. Like, I just had way more faith in the Celtics than I should have. And in this particular situation, they can't guard them. They get anything they want. They're outplaying them. They're being more physical than them. I haven't seen Marcus Smart. There's a clip floating around right now with the clean audio. He's talking about, we beat y'all. And, man, that's old. You know what I mean? But he's talking about last year's series. This is this current series. He threw, like, some inadvertent elbow at uh, Gabe Vincent. And Jimmy Butler's like, oh, yeah, no, nah, they're buns. We're going to get them up out of here. And that's, like, not the right fuel to be kicking, you know what I mean, quote, unquote, poking a bear because that seems like that's the theme of this playoffs. Do not poke certain bears. And Jimmy Butler is one of them. He's a he's a killer whale right now, like killer shark, 
killer everything heat, at this particular moment and just taking advantage of it. And and it was disguised because the Heat had such a bad regular season. But it's obvious in this series just how much better their individual players got. The the Celtics could really sag off Caleb Martin last year. They could put Robert Williams on him and have Robert Williams guard the paint, and they weren't punished for that. In game two, when they tried the same tactic, Caleb Martin hits a bunch of threes. Caleb Martin goes to the hoop, puts his shoulder into Williams, and finishes through contact, which was like hardly anybody ever does that to Robert Williams, where where they go right at him and have success. And Caleb Martin was doing it and talking crap the whole time because he felt disrespected that the Celtics were trying the same tactic that worked last year. So I just think the Heat have just, especially Caleb Martin, have gotten a lot better. And the Celtics, what made them great last year was defense, and that slipped. And and in this series, obviously, the outside shooting has tilted incredibly toward the Heat. And, and that's a big part of the issue for the Celtics. But part of that is that the Heat are defending at a high level on every possession, and the Celtics are having breakdowns left and right. And it, it's so that's it, that's the biggest story of the series to me is like the Heat are able to hide Kevin Love and Cody Zeller, and the Celtics aren't able to hide a second team all defense guard in Derek White, who has had no chance against Jimmy Butler, and and they just give up that switch and let the Heat go at Jimmy Butler. And the Heat like have been able to just just really hammer on those weaknesses where the Celtics like they haven't had that much much success going at Kevin Love. They haven't had that much success going at Cody Zeller. They haven't had that much success going at Duncan Robinson. And it's like that's the series right there. I mean, the thing for me with the series, first off, it starts with just and I thought this going into the series, Miami's the tougher team. The level of toughness in that sense, and and the lack of toughness from the Celtics. Like, there's just no, nobody in there I'm looking at is this is really tough or or, or, or can really hang with the, the let's just be honest, it's Jimmy and Jimmy's toughness and exposed psychoticism and, and like just all of the, uh, the heat, literally, that they bring on you and the pressure they put on you. And they, they, they're relentless in all of those things. The development that Jay, uh, Jay's talking about it's huge. I'm going to have a one more thing on Duncan Robinson's uh, uh, game from game three. Cause that was just so impressive where he's blowing by guys and then becomes a playmaker. The lob to bam after a fake Euro on Al Horford. Like that was something else. Duncan like, Robinson isn't supposed to cook you into pick and roll. If you're the Boston Celtics. No, not at all. And it's just like, there's just a bunch of different things with that sense. But the problem for the Celtics is, and this is more their issue. They never developed a second way to play. Dave, how many times do I talk about it? You need to have versatility. You need to have defensive versatility and offensive versatility. All they're doing defensively is switch, 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 conceding these easy, easy switches over and over again, and they're getting cooked in all of those matchups. Offensively, look, if they're not hitting shots, if, especially if the Jays aren't really going, the team struggles, and they haven't found a way to kind of help them or, or, or change the offensive system in that sense. And so these guys are struggling and they need to be put more in a system that can help them in that regards. And I think that's just a problem. All the stuff from the regular season, all the signs that we saw in the regular seasons where we kind of just said, no, the talent will prevail or whatnot and things like that. It's, it's proven now that, no, you need to actually work on this stuff in the regular season so you can go to it in the playoffs. And that's just a massive problem for the Celtics.
Well, I think uh, it's a perfect time to talk about the elephant in the room. Joe Missoula is not just getting out coached, which we all expect. I mean, it's Eric Spolstra. But he just seems like not necessarily built for the moment uh, quite often um, in this series. But I think actually during the playoffs, number one, gets bothered by some of the most mundane questions coming from Jared Weiss uh, in the postgame press King. conference. And <laughs> Jay King. I mean, these are just basic questions for a coach. I mean, he just you can see him getting perturbed. But his postgame comments after game three, you know, Jay, I'm going to ask you first because, you know, you know, you know, this team better than anybody. Uh, Joe Missoula says, I didn't I just didn't have them ready to play. Whatever it was, whether it was a starting lineup or an adjustment, I have to get them in a better place, ready to play. And that's on me. And then he was asked if if he felt like he um, was lost the locker room, but also if, if there was a disconnect, which is what I think he was responding to here. Well, the, the question was, it started like, uh, I don't want to say you've lost a lot. So it was specific. Right. Like, exactly. I don't want to say you lost a lot. And, and I think that but is there he disconnect? was responding, was there a disconnect? And he says, yes, it's what, it's why I need to, to be better, to figure out what this team needs. And I mean, look, man, if you got a disconnect in the conference finals, it seems like it, it's a wrap. I mean, it's a wrap anyway. They're down 3-0, but this is a bad time to be disconnected, uh, obviously. But they've been, as Mo just pointed out, they've sort of been disconnected all year, I think, um, at the end of games and, and, and whatnot, Jay. It's not like they don't have good habits to fall back on. I don't know if if that's entirely fair. They went 24-13 and 13 in crunch time games. Their, their offense got infinitely better better under Missoula the the my take on his answer to that question was basically like we just lost a must-win game 128 to 102 obviously there's a disconnect here guys like right. they're not doing right. what I'm telling them to out there I don't think it, he was necessarily saying these guys don't listen to me anymore it was they didn't execute the game plan the way they needed to the my biggest this is something I've kind of thought all year and Joe leaned into offense all year long. And in the same way, Emi Odoka always favored size, favored physicality. Joe went small. Joe went toward guard lineups. Joe knew that their offense wasn't good enough last season to win a championship and focused on the offensive execution basically all season, at least publicly facing. And, and to me, no matter what happened last year, they always had an incredible defense to fall back on. And this year with lineup choices, benching Grant Williams, getting away from the amount of size and physicality they had, rarely ever playing Al Horford and Robert Williams until they needed that group to save them in the Philadelphia series, just felt like they got away from what should have been their identity. And and he thought that they're identity was offensive and that has totally gone away this year like or this series the the heat have been able to take away boston's threes they haven't been able to generate as many threes as they normally do they haven't been able to make any threes they're shooting 29.2 percent in this series that's and the so series as you, right there jay as you look back at the whole series at the whole season that to me is missoula's mistake and maybe i'm just saying that because the season is ending like this and and their defense is getting shredded while their offense, which they spent the whole season working on and focusing on, has just disappeared anyway. But last year when they threw turnovers, when they 
shot poorly. They always had a chance because their defense was going to shut teams down. And this year from the start, Missoula's focus was on the offense. And I just felt like their offense or their defense still had good numbers during the regular season. And it still had, but you could tell something was missing. They never had the zip they did before. They never, they never just absolutely like demoralized teams with their defense. Like they used to be able to. And, and that's what I think cost them in this series more than anything is that like, they didn't have another option when the threes stopped, stopped falling. They didn't have that defense to fall back on. And so you could you could complain about whatever you want with Missoula, but to me, that's the biggest failure is that what he spent focusing the whole year on went away and what he, I don't want to say ignored because obviously defense was part of what they worked on a, a lot, but what he lowered on his priorities is what no longer just dominates the way it used to. And and that's that's to me what I think he'll probably regret about the way he approached this season is that somewhere along the way, by focusing as much as he did on offensive execution, by focusing as much as he did on offensive lineup choices, he lost what made the Celtics great. Feels accurate. He wasn't ready for he wasn't ready for the job. I'm <laughs> just I'm gonna just throw I'm gonna throw it out there. Hardy out in Utah, Damon Stoudemire, Georgia Tech. Um, you know what I mean? Um, Ime obviously out. And then you get you get this huge promotion from the back. And you 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 all right, cool. The Celtics are a good team. It's not like plug and play, and you can kind of just make it work. You can mask it to so long, but once you get to the postseason, you got a coach. And it it's showing. I mean, he should be watching something more than the town four times a week. I'm gonna be honest. I don't know, the that town's one. really good. <laughs> Well, that, that was an exaggeration <laughs> to everyone. No, nah, no, but no, but I mean, hey, look, I'm just I'm just using that as a punch. Yeah, but yeah. if at the at the end of the day, it's it's being evident, you know, whether he lost locker room or not, or making adjustments, Bo is coaching circles around this dude. Um, and and just to make this even sweeter, Jimmy Butler put him out of the conference tourney when they played in college. So <laughs> there's some that. type of That's connection fun. in this. Yeah, know. man. So it's just so much, you know what I mean? Like, it's been a fun series, probably not for the Boston fans, um, but just overall, you know what I mean, as far as just just looking at this and, and kind of peeling back the layers on the onion style. So um, I don't I don't see them getting a win. I mean, I'm shocked, but I, I think this is over. I think a lot of guys have already mentally checked out. I think they're going to try to mask it as well as possible and give their first their first uh 24 minutes of it and then from there you know cancun on three look a lot of the young coaches go through this right like eric spolster went through this in 2011 where they they ran into a vastly less talented dallas mavericks team and got smacked because they got out coached and the veterans on that dallas team were just smarter and better in in the key moments so if you look at like Jason Quick wrote a great story on Spolstra earlier this se- this season, where Spolstra spent like the whole summer just hold up, like how do I figure this out? How do I understand like how to take myself to the next level so I can unlock this team? And to me, that's kind of what Joe's gonna get that summer. No, 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 oh, 
one, I think it's I. They they I, just they just signed him full time. I don't. They, I, they, I, they believe in Joe. He was put in a terrible situation. I mean, he, no, that's three days on. before training camp. Yeah, but, but that's my point. We talk about the Draymond punch derailing the Warriors season. We don't talk too much. We don't talk enough about losing Udoka three days before training camp and putting and 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 having lost Hardy and kind of the brain drain that the Celtics sort of had. When, when once Hardy left and then Yudoka goes, we don't talk about it enough of that derailing the Celtics season. Part of it is because they've how they started and how they rolled with all of that stuff. But I think the we, we almost have to put it on that level of the Draymond punch and Ime Yudoka getting suspended and eventually fired is a uh, uh, really kind of one of the major problems for this because I don't think people understand when a new coach takes over, he has the entire summer to put a plan together, figure things out, and put the whole, you know, what are we going to do training camp? How what are we going to how are we going to attack offense? Just having a coach's retreat that you run, not being a guest in it, but running it matters a ton. And I think those are the things that Missoula missed out on in that sense. I I'll be honest, Trey, like I could see them, I can see it going both ways, but I think it'd be a mistake just to fire Joe. I think he's in over his head in this situation, but I think we've kind of seen the case across the board with the Heat staying with Spolstra, with uh, um, uh, the, the Nuggets staying with Malone for so long. Like, I think there's a level of, like, let him grow within this. They need to get him a better help th- on the I bench. I think it's a copy. And though, I think at to- this time, Mo, to be honest, it's a copycat league. The same way you look at the corporations in the Google format and you say, hey, they're firing. Now, your job might be oh. great, but they're just – Axing everybody at this point because it is the cool thing to do. Now, at this particular time, his timing could not be worse right now. Right, like, right. I think he has a chance to get better and, you know, should be given that chance. But the expectations, you got a team that just came from the finals and you, quote unquote, have somehow lost his locker room. You think that they would give another shot to they have almost $500 million committed to their star players. Yeah, but why aren't we killing good. them? But why aren't we killing them? Because those we, dudes we should, be but this but is the, a, but we I, should, I but this is I a player's league. But the organization needs to be smarter with this in terms of how they approach this. And I get all that stuff. They're about to pay Jalen uh, Brown, the, the mega max. And he's, they're going to have a hundred million. Committed. They're going to have a hundred million committed. 310 to Tatum. Yeah, they're gonna have a hundred million all, every season committed to J- Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum coming up here. Like, I think the first reaction, you know, let's just fire the coach and get in a new one. That actually doesn't fix the problem. And now you're gonna have four coaches in four years. Like, we're just watching continuity kind of win win out in these playoffs right now. We're watching the Nuggets have it continuity. They're going to probably go to the finals, and we're going to get to them in a second. And now Miami, who's going to go to the finals with continuity and having that group. You're just going to throw it away with four coaches in four years if you just fire Joe. I feel like, and don't get me wrong, he's in way over his head. I think the mistake they made was removing the interim tag off the bat. And I think, because now it painted them in this corner where we get to have this discussion of like, do you fire Joe or whatnot? It's not so easy now. Now, because you gave him the extension and all of that stuff. I think it's a hard thing. I get what you're saying. This is like lying on your resume. It's like lying on your resume. Yeah. Yeah. But I get what you're saying. Copycat league. Like, Mm -hmm. guys, you know, they see other guys firing. They see some of the names that's out there. They, maybe if we get Mike Budenholzer, we can, like, whatever. Like, I'm just throwing a name. But, like, yeah, I could see that being the case. I just think, honestly, now you're going to go with your fourth coach in, in four years. 
that's you're you're hey. really searching for answers at that point. Well, listen, maybe maybe you do your third coach in four years or your or your fourth coach in eight years and just bring back Doc it'll, Rivers and reset the whole thing. <laughs> make hey, a big man. trade, you know, like send it'll Jaylen be like Brown the Cleveland Brown, the Cleveland Browns quarterbacks, man. That's it. Yeah. Just uh you know on. what? Let's go. Let's move over to the West. Um, because I think the series, these series have been different where we feel like the Boston Celtics have sort of rolled over and not shown a lot of heart and grit. I don't think we could say that about the LA Lakers. The Lakers have blessed their hearts, have fought as hard as they could. They are at such a distinct talent, uh, chemistry, uh, just disadvantage. In every way you can come up with, and yet they fought in, in every single game. We tip our caps to the LA Lakers, where we crap on the Boston Celtics. Um, I'm not the tipping Nuggets... my hat to them. <laughs> go, go, we're gonna praise the Nuggets first. Let's praise the Nuggets first, and we'll talk about the Lakers' issues. But thank you, because um, I do not want one, Mike Malone after us. That's right, uh, Michael, Michael Malone. Michael, Michael, Michael Malone. That's right, <laughs> Michael. Sorry, sorry, Let's sorry. Fix Michael. That narrative first, um, but. We got to talk about the Nuggets, man. They've been the best team all year. Jokic has been the best player in the world for like three years running. They're finally healthy, which we all said is what was missing. And they're going to make the finals. Oh, wait, we 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 got a late addition to the pod. You you missed Jay King, uh, Zach. Zach Harper. Live I'm not on here for Jay King. I'm not fucking here for Jay King. I just emerged from under a goddamn freeway because I'm about to troll everybody how <laughs> dare you motherfuckers say that the celtics could beat the heat i'm so sick of this shit it's heat culture and i've been saying this for years and you guys have ignored it for years and i'm sorry that my audio sucks because i'm on airpods you know what the celtics suck okay the celtics suck if they thought they could go up against the heat marcus smart's defensive player of the year gabe vince is going 18 a game on 60 percent shooting where's the defense all right jalen brown 61 shots 50 points Jason Tatum, not as many fourth quarter buckets in the series as Omer Yurt 7. How many of our listeners even know who Omer Yurt 7 is? I'm sick of this shit. To quote the great Jimmy Butler, it's Jimmy Butler Day for all you bitches out there. That's right. Jimmy Butler's going to win a championship this year, and there ain't shit anybody can do about it. Heat culture. <laughs> clip that. About. Clip that. Yes, clip that one, Sam. Um, okay, all right. So now back back uh from that detour. The Nuggets have been doing this, guys. And while the Lakers, they're a good story post-trade deadline, they're a much better team than they were pre-trade deadline. They've got a an excellent defense. The Nuggets have just been by far the best team in the league, and they're they're playing like it in this series. And so, you know, yes, 3-0, that's hard to do against any team, much less, you know, a, a good a good defensive team. I just want to say I love you guys and thank you for doing the pod today. And I, I missed my lighting, so I'm sorry. I was going to, like, radically walk into my apartment. And so, yeah, love you guys. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but, yeah, so we, we shouldn't be surprised, Trey. No, we shouldn't be surprised at all. And I think, uh, you know, unfortunately, Denver plays in Denver and they need more love. You know, they need more national games. Jokic is a two-time MVP, should be respected as that. And then also they were the number one seed team in the West. Why are we shocked? Why are we shocked? Because America loves LeBron. Media loves LeBron. We've been pushing. Even the Lakers being down three games, the Lakers are being talked about more than the actual team up in the series. The Nuggets need more love. KCP has been exceptional for them in the playoffs. You also have Michael Porter Jr., sometimes inconsistent, but making big shots. Uh, 
Christian Braun coming in playing defense, Jokic, Jamal Murray. We don't call him the Blue Arrow anymore. Be more 27. I don't know what to call him, but he's looking like one of Canada's best at this Canadian point. Jordan? You know what I mean? Mm, I, 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 I do. I yeah. went too far. But <laughs> clearly, maybe, too maybe, far. maybe clearly. What, what's that? What's that drink? Clearly Canadian? Clearly Canadian. <laughs> you know, that might have to be his new name. Clearly Canadian, man, because his game just flows like water. You know what I mean? We might have to give him that. But um yeah they're they they they, they're they're right there they're about to reach their first finals um i know that they want to you know like i i love that mike michael malone is not holding back he is doing what he's supposed to do in these press conferences saying you know all you guys keep talking about it and we're not going to talk about the lakers we're going to talk about the nuggets and what they do best and you know they are putting together not a perfect game but a near perfect game to show how dominant they are. They're the most complete team that we've seen this year. They got defense, they got rebounding, they share the ball, they shoot the ball well. You know what I mean? Like on both ends, they're defending. So these things right now is just kind of like, even with some lapses from Aaron Gordon, they still get by. And they've it's responded not, to every run that the Lakers have made. It's not even been close. They've been the best team throughout these entire playoffs going into this east or west. Like when you watch the way this has played out, it's not even been close. They've taken care of business pretty much across the board. You know, I feel like the the way they've kind of just run through everybody, like who's given them the most real challenges. Like well, and they snuck up on everyone because we talked about Devin Booker and Kevin Durant for that whole series. And we talked right, about and, Anthony Edwards and no, we 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 didn't we talk. Talked we about, just we talked we, about Jokic. We just didn't. No, we just didn't talk about that series. That's period. That's NBA really TV. the truth about that. That was the NBA TV series. And yeah, Phoenix kind of took those two games, but even then, they just never really were that worried about it. And then the way they dispatched to them was just unbelievable. Like they've just looked the absolute best in that sense. And and you know they do need more love and they need more attention across the board. And I think winning a championship comes with that. And I think that's I think. The getting to the finals is huge, but doing it on this stage also and, and dominantly kind of just really kind of like it's never felt like even in the games where the Lakers had a chance. I mean, the game one, they had a chance to steal that game. It never really felt like the Nuggets were in trouble. It's just felt like this whole series, the Nuggets have way more answers than questions and the Lakers have nothing but questions with very few answers. I mean, if you've watched the Nuggets over the years as much as you and I have and Trey, I mean, you get to know the beats of their game, which is why I've never been like, you know, what you would call worried about them at any point in any of these series because they haven't seemed stressed. You know, the, the question mark, as it has been for all of Jokic's now prime, is can he defend enough? Can they defend enough? And I would argue part of that is people don't watch the Nuggets enough because they don't realize that they actually do have like a late game defense that that works for them. It's not the traditional, you know, play center field with your big and, and drop at the rim. They do different stuff, but Mo, like defensively, they've held up in the playoffs better than any other season previously. Part of that is Jokic is doing a better job, but but also like Michael Porter Jr. is not a sitting duck. And and Aaron Gordon and Michael Porter Jr. have been fantastic together. I think the 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 development defensively from Michael Porter Jr. all season, this has been going on all year has been phenomenal. And I think that's kind of the, the area, you know, we talked about it before on, on nerd or Dave and, and, you know, I think it's, it's somewhat more effort-based 
and things like that. I know you 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 feel differently of him just not knowing where to go when he's learning. It's definitely I, some of that too. Yeah, and I think, but I just think his his he's making defensive plays on the regular basis. But the other thing that's more shocking, I don't know, you guys remember the bubble when he was yes. bitching about not getting shots yeah. in, in, in this series, in the conference finals against the Lakers saying, I need to get more shots. I need to get more shots. I haven't heard wor- a word about that from him since then. He, like I think he's kind he, of bought in under- mature. I think he understands. Yeah. I think he yeah. truly understands. Yeah. And, and, and but I like his maturity and all that stuff and what that means for the nuggets kind of going forward. This is I mean, it's huge. It's huge for them. Aaron Gordon playing the perfect role as a fourth option, defending, hustling down court for early offense stuff like this stuff's been great for them. And I just think this. Look, they're just so much better than the Lakers talent wise like this. Yeah. It's not it shouldn't be a surprise yeah. that it's three. Crazy. It's a mirror image of the 2020 Lakers. And what I'm saying, like, as far as the 50-50 guys, you got the stars who are touching the ball. You got the guys that are knocking down the shots. It checks out. And it's a lot of gaps on the Lakers side. But, again, the same thing I've said about the Utah Jazz, the same thing I've said about the Nuggets, the same thing i said about the Clippers. It is how bad do you want it? You know what I mean? Like, you know, I've been challenging these teams, and it's like, oh, Da, 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 you just don't like this and da, 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 and you need to get off Jokic's case. No, y'all big. Like, how bad do you want it? And I think they want it this year. They've made the right moves front office wise. Hats off to um, Calvin Booth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you got to think about it. They, they are playing a game with chess. Even if they don't use the players on the bench, they took away all the players that could be signed. <laughs> Reggie Jackson. You get what I'm saying? Drafting Peyton Watson. You can think about um, Ish Smith. You think about Thomas Bryant. People joke around saying, oh, you know, Thomas Bryant went over there just to play the bench. But again, that's a body that might be used at any given time. Reggie Jackson, he only played once or twice this series. If anything, he hasn't played much. But again, just having that option of having a bigger guard. Well, the, Hats the off Bruce- to them because they've made all the right the, – even the – listen – Getting Bruce Brown and KCP. Getting K- K- KCP. Those were the missing links. You got, yeah. you know, like, no knock to Will Barton, but at the end of the day, they needed defense. They, they needed a guy who could do both. And the thing about Bruce Brown that I'll point out this, uh, you know, look at what this coaching staff has done, Mo, with Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown was essentially playing six foot two center in Brooklyn, and they're putting the ball in his hands, empowering him, having him attack the basket. I mean, he's a pretty good finisher. I mean, we know he can catch a lob or whatever, but like he's actually been a monster offensively for Denver in the playoffs. I mean, it's it's criminal that Bruce Brown went so easily to Denver in free agency. Like there should have been a bidding war for him. And forget about just the 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 improvements he's made as on the ball and and you know playing more almost like a a, a ball handler playmaker type role for them and things like that. Just everything he brings to this team. It's perfect for them. And oh. and to, just to go back to what Trey was saying, Calvin Booth needs a lot more credit as well for putting this together. Mo, all those guys are always going to go underappreciated. Oh, for sure. for sure. Alice Caruso was able to go on and make some money. They don't look at them guys as priority. And when you lose those type of personalities on your team that are do the dirty work willingly, you you could tell. You could tell. It's like leaving litter in the, in, the, in the locker room and someone not picking it up. At right. the end of the day, those are the guys that you truly need to hustle plays. That's what I'm saying. Christian Braun, 
He don't do too much, but he going to harass you. He going to play some defense. He going to get a loose ball. He going to get a rebound. You don't see him pouting. He going to go right back to that bench and clear and cheer on. The next person, the next man up, they have guys that are committed to winning. And that's why you can tell why they're in a position they're in and why they're dominating this series. You look at the Lakers, you got LeBron, you got AD, maybe Schroeder, D'Angelo Russell, disappearing act right now. I don't know what's going on. He keeps shooting after the end of the game. It don't matter. (laughs) You know what I mean? Austin Reeves playing itself into some money right now. Four years, 80 million. I hope you get paid. You're looking like you're playing with Lon Kruger again at OU. Shout out to that. But it's not enough. The bandos, the, you know what I mean? Like the, the list specialists goes on. don't play the in the playoffs, Hach- man. I'll, I'll give, I'll give some Rui Hachimura love, right? He's been okay for them. But at the end of the day, it's not enough. Yeah. It's not enough. They take their best swing and they get close. They close the gap to maybe two to six points. And then Denver just takes it up. They smell the blood right now. Someone's injured in the ocean and they're going to just bite. It's, it's, it's not even, it's when you just look at the talent on the rosters, it's not even really that comparable. You know, yeah. it's just like, you, these are guys you can't play in the playoffs for a large part. You know, it's, it's how long are you going to stay with D'Angelo Russell? How long are you going to stay with Vanderbilt? You know, um, you, you, you touched on it. Rory's been great. This, I think this playoffs for them, but like, come on. Yeah. Like that's like, like, like if you're, if, if, if your playoff lives depend on Rory Hachimura, like I'm, I'm concerned. And I think the other thing too, across the board for them, their transition defense, which was bad in the regular season has been even worse in this series. Like they're giving up. They're not even stopping the ball in transition. Bruce Brown got three or four dunks or layups by going coast to coast with nobody ever picking him up. It's been, it's been really kind of a, a tough watch in that sense for the Lakers in, in, in that regard. And we haven't even really gotten into like, I think LeBron's tired. I think his foot's hurting him. It, it, we could say age, all that stuff, but he's just, when he drives into the paint, they can't stop him, but he settles for threes way more than he should. I think you have a lot of stuff with, you know, like I'd like to see more from AD, but I also think he's gassed. You got to battle Jokic the whole time. I think it's hard, man. And that's kind of the thing about the Nuggets. They just make this stuff hard. Yeah, they've just worn them out at every opportunity. Uh, we had a little bit of breaking news, guys, right before we went live. Well, Mo yeah, Bamba Mo coming. Bamba is available for game four, which, you know, will be we're recording this Monday morning and, and game four will be. Um, Monday night, but a little bit of breaking news after 19 NBA seasons and placing himself in the top 10 in all-time scoring, Carmelo Anthony has called it quits officially announcing his retirement this morning. Um, Guys, the coolest thing that maybe any basketball player has ever done was that one year he went to Syracuse and won a title. It's one of my favorite college basketball seasons because Carmelo was objectively just amazing and and uniquely carried a a college basketball team to a to a championship on his own. Um, You guys have any favorite Carmelo memories from from the NBA? I know. I've been going going at it all day. What do you want? Movie acting? I'm. I mean, um, no, I'm thinking about Carmelo Anthony, sons of of Arnicky. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I could go on. No, but my actual basketball moment is when Carmelo Anthony should have won rookie of the year. He was robbed. And if they didn't want to give him the rookie of the year, it should have been co-MVP. That's my hot take. I'm sticking to it. They made the playoffs. He played exceptionally well that year. And it 
didn't really kind of take his career into a different path, but I kind of believe it would have been a different story. Not saying that LeBron wasn't killing because LeBron was very effective, but that should have been Melo's award. I uh, go with more just, I really enjoyed those Denver Nuggets teams that was battling in the playoffs with the Lakers in that conference final. They ended up losing, I think, in six games and things like that. But there was a stretch where it was just, man, the Lakers had no answers for them and how to stop him. And, and it was really interesting. Like he was just crushing them mid post action and things like that. And, and I think that's the stuff with Mello. Like what I think, I know everybody kind of thinks of the Knicks mellow and things like that. I always think of Denver Carmelo first um, and, and, and just kind of the stuff he did with that, that franchise in that run and the, the, that they had him and Chauncey and that sort of that uh, one, three, one, four pick and roll. You had the switch. And next thing you know, you had a guard on, on Mello and that was, you were cooked. And that was something we were scouting for all the time and, and trying to figure out how we were going to stop it. And a lot of times the answer was like, uh, we're not going to be able to stop that. It was one of the frustrating things about Carmelo with the Knicks is I always wanted him to play more up-tempo, more like those Nuggets teams. You know what I mean? Like get up and down the court a little bit more. And then they had the, the season under Mike Woodson where they shot all those threes. They Remember they made the playoffs and everyone was like, oh, very excited about the Knicks. Kind of like this year. And then they got run out of town. Um Anyway, Carmelo Anthony, surefire Hall of Famer. Where do you guys put him on your all-time scorers list? I mean, you know, Kevin Durant being probably the top of most people's list. It feels like Carmelo is, he's like a top five, just bucket getter guy, right? Top yeah, two Nuggets in, in Nuggets history, first of all. Behind Jokic? On that, man. Hey, man, look, Kiki Vanderway I mean, exists. I'm just saying, like, you know, like. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, look, I'm just going with what the numbers say, right? Then also, um, for me, he wanted top four, top five scores inside out. Yeah. That's a wow. long night. That's a long night. Listen, that's a long night, Garden Mel. <laughs> that's a long night. And he going to make you feel every bit of it. So, again, I hate that, you know, how his career kind of went a little bit. He, we lost, he lost some years, you know, with the analytic battle. But... You know, I'm glad that he he got a chance to, you know, go out on his own, own end. He played for the Lakers. He played for the uh, Blazers and got those opportunities. But, you know, salute, Melo. Yeah. 19 of them things. Well, in honor of Carmelo, I'm going to pump fake and jab step 17 times after I finish this podcast. Uh, for Jay King and Moda Kill and Trevon Edwards, also surprise appearance by Zach Harper, I'm Dave DeFore, and this has been the Basket Buds on the Athletic NBA Show.